One, two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader. Includes, but is not late to talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the jump that follows this song, but hey, we gave it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. Fox reports they are divided. For equal sequel, Kate and love they fight. I know that we are just musicians hired. And their time is up, so here's the Knights of Vader. Impressive. Most impressive. Thank you, Correct Aspect Ratio, for providing our theme song. Um, today is March 9th, 2022. I'm Zinger, and we're going to talk about the Kenobi trailer because I guess it's a thing we need to speak on because God forbid we go a day without speaking about Star Wars stuff on this show. Oh, wait. Also, over 3 million hits already at the time of this recording. Uh, You got me, Zinger. I'm joined by Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Bordius. I'm so excited to talk about the third coming of Benjamin Kenobi. And finally, the 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 man behind Aspect Ratio Complex, Rob. I like that one. I don't think you've, I've heard that one from you before, but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to give what I always bring, some uh, high-intensity, uh, deep insight on this 100 seconds of content, and uh, hopefully some other things that Zach might uh, pull out of me after all this time. <laughs> I can't wait to hear all the statistics about this this thing <laughs> that we are watching. Zanger, I think it's going to be more math this episode, but I'm sure we'll get to it. I'm sure we'll get to it. I'm, I, I can't wait to <laughs> have everyone hear the sound of me snoring. Perfect. I, I, I'm sorry, Zach. I, I took over this episode. And I'm going to continue to just just ride this this train. Go for it, apparently, Go for it. apparently, Star Wars consists of oh, you want a good you want a good Star Wars thing? Let's put a train in it. Because oh wait, we did that with Solo and it failed. So we're just going to keep making up for it. Um, so we got the trailer for Obi Wan Kenobi um, teaser trailer with a distinct lack of Kenobi in the trailer. In my opinion, I was. Quick, uh, I, I guess I guess I'm going to start with a quick um, one sentence answer to how I felt about this. Blindly indifferent as a Star Wars fan. I know, I know. Shocking, shocking. Uh, Chris, how did you feel about this? One sentence answer. Prequel music edited together. <laughs> Interesting. Zach, I'm sorry you used up your time. Rob. <laughs> I have I have two things written down about this uh, this Kenobi shenanigans as uh, it was put uh, to get me into this episode. Um, one is a question for you guys, but my one sentence review of of this teaser trailer is: uh, other than you and McGregor and Uncle Soon dead, I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> All right, Zach, you've been awarded more time by the judges. Um, <laughs> Judge. Would you like to, to to take this opportunity to utilize it for one I, sentence? I, no, I, I think I'm going to take over here. So concludes Perfect. this episode of Knights of Vader. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Actually, on my thing, Zenger, it's 4.2 million views. It went up a million views in the last couple of Oh, sorry. Seconds. I'm, I'm watching it on IGN. My bad. 
Ooh. I what know. What is this, 2008? Ooh. <laughs> it is. Are they pulling, like, Netflix numbers where they say, like, every person that has ever lived has watched this trailer now in the first 48 <laughs> hours of its release? <laughs> Oh God! Uh, no, I like it's funny because like I know this afternoon they did a big like marketing dump. Like apparently the last edition of Entertainment Weekly ever in print form is devoted to this. Um, Huzzah! I saw that. What? Huzzah! Yeah, I know. Do, do Entertainment we cheer Weekly. This? <laughs> I know, right? Like I saw that, and it's like wow! Like the last print edition of Entertainment Weekly would be a Star Wars thing. And like the cover looked neat, like it looked promising enough. It very reminiscent of like what Entertainment Weekly has been doing for the last twenty five years, which might explain why they're going away. <laughs> um, but no, so like I saw the stills, saw some of the interview stuff, and I'm like, okay, like cautiously optimistic. And then around, I think it was around like three o'clock, the trailer debut, give or take. And much like Chris said, goddamn prequel music. Like weird to think of it, but that prequel music. And then there was the, and this is where Rob's partially here. This is like a third of the reason Rob's involved with this is a shocking amount of like Jedi Fallen Order references in this trailer. There's more yeah. Jedi Fallen Order in this and there might be actual Obi-Wan Kenobi in this trailer. And that's kind of weird to think that a two-year-old Star Wars game is getting a sort of like kind of implicit spotlight. I never anticipated from this. Does this happen before the game? After the game? Many questions need to be answered. We will answer most of them. Um, Chris, what was your experience watching this? I, I want to walk through everybody's day leading up to watching this because mine is eventful. I was uh, pulled up at a camera rental facility when I saw the notification on my phone. And I, I, I had, I, I at least put in headphones to watch it, but you know, like it's really shameful to watch things on a phone in a car. It's just like very less than ideal viewing situation, but I, I wish they would have just gone with like, you know, for like uh, the rise of Skywalker trailer, when they just got somebody to like re redo some John Williams music, that wasn't actually something he made. I would wish they would have done something that like that, that sort of felt more deliberate and connected rather than like an editing mashup of the music which is what's in this and that would have i think that would have sold me a little bit more because i'm very easily psychologically manipulated by well thought out music tracks and trailers um like you said there's a lot of fallen order i personally don't like that they're leaning so hard into the inquisitors because i don't feel like the inquisitors should be bleeding into the live action media i mean it's accepting that all that everything is canon but it's probably not something that would have happened. Like they probably wouldn't have taken video game characters and put them in movies, like on Lucas's watch, you would have just made up something new that he liked. And it's just weird to me that if you watch the prequels, then this show, and then the original trilogy, it's like, where these, where did this weird uh, crew of Jedi hunters come from? Cause they just sort of pop out of nowhere, unless you watch four seasons of rebels. So I don't really get, I think they, the Inquisitors kind of look like dorks in the trailer. Like one, they got the pirate hat guy and they got the Grand Inquisitor who looks kind of goofy. So I don't know. I don't want Obi-Wan to do too much fun, interesting stuff because I, I'm supposed to feel like he made a big sacrifice by hanging out on Tatooine for 18 years. So I don't want him taking vacations and going all over the place. Rob, walk us through your experience watching, like your, your, your day leading up to, to watching this. So uh, I, of course, uh, 
uh, I, I think I've said before, for some reason, I'm in the Knights of Vader Facebook chat group. I think I now understand why, because I am somewhat, you know, ancillarily related to this now. Um, but uh, you guys were talking. You were like, oh, let's record. Let's do something. You know, as you usually do, these grand ideas of getting together for Knights of Vader episodes. And then Zach, of course, was like, Rob, are you available? And I was like... Well, is it to, do you want me to, like, be on an episode, or do you want me to actually talk about, you know, setting up a future episode that I'm very excited about, which I hope we get to talk more about in this discussion? Oh, please, God, no. And Zach was like, oh, no, you need to be here for everything I've ever wanted you on Knights of Vader for. And uh, I went, oh, man, I guess I knew this day had to come. I have to pay the piper for Jedi Fallen Order. Um but then basically I said, okay, you know, I'm here. Um, my, I, I'm basically doing this, and Zach's going to like this. Uh, this is preventing me from rewatching Malignant tonight, so thank you, Zach. I will have to watch that later. So I'm this f- is why you were so easy to convince. <laughs> yes, I would have been sitting down for that again, but I mean, it's not that I'm, I'm not going to rewatch it. I just get to put it off, thankfully. Um, but then I basically said, you know, what do I have to watch for Kenobi? And Chris was like this, and I sent me the YouTube video. I clicked on it. It's a oh, 106 seconds long, an egregious amount of time, Uh, and then I watched it maybe 10, 15 minutes before we got on this call, and uh, I took my my copious notes, like I said, the two things I had written down. (laughs) But in all honesty, like I said, I really, I uh, am... You guys are going to have to, like, remind me what is the Jedi Fallen Order stuff. I'm sure as we talk more about Jedi Fallen Order, I will, uh, it'll come back to me and things of that nature. Because I do have notes when I played through Jedi Fallen Order to try and remind me. Um, but yeah, that was it. It was, uh, it was decent fun. I, I also want to say, I am a big fan of Ewan McGregor in general. So it was good to see him. And, uh, and like I mentioned, Uncle Soon Dead is always fun to see. No Aunt gonna bite it, though. <laughs> well, let's remember that Obi-Wan only lives about a day longer than Uncle Soon Dead. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. That's, that's actually, I never really thought about it that way. <laughs> okay, so real quick, just to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. Jedi Fallen Order takes place 14 BBY, which means that's five years after Revenge of the Sith, right? Sure. Chris? Pretty close, pretty close. Okay. Apparently, a little bit, this is a little bit after that. Okay, so apparently Kenobi's taking place eight years after Revenge of the Sith. Which means, as of now, Cal Calrissian is still alive. Possibly. <laughs> yes, because again, apparently Jedi <laughs> Fallen Order Two is in development. With a, I think allegedly, a, allegedly soon to be canceled Jedi Fallen Order. Um, Perfect. There you go. Just like Star Wars Eclipse being released in twenty thirty seven. Twenty thirty seven Star Wars Eclipse. Um, so it could. So it, it will be well, after the events of Fallen Order. Possibly. Um, unless they just rearrange stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. I didn't get to go over my day leading up to this. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. So my phone proceeded to melt at one point because I'm at work and I can't really be on my phone and I get like a ton of messages. I'm like, what the crap's going on? And then my Twitter proceeds to melt and I'm like, oh, there's a Star Wars trailer. So while sitting in the parking lot waiting to get out, because of course no one activated the gate. So we all have to wait for the arm to come up let one car out then go back down there's a couple hundred people leaving at one time so i got time sitting there watching it i'm like oh cool this was neat i get home take pre-workout go do leg day had a great workout thanks for asking and uh then proceeded to watch it again on um my computer it was like huh once again this is the thing and now i'm watching it at um 
one fourth speed. <laughs> Is it better see if or worse? I catch anything else? <laughs> so far, I've watched it twice over as we have started recording and about to start a third time. On a, um, on a quick tangent, Zenger, I have to I have to know like. How much do you grunt at the gym? Not that much, actually. I imagine you being an obnoxious grunter. No. You know? Like, I imagine you with, like, a 10-pound weight, and you're just like, like a female <laughs> tennis match or something, you know? <laughs> do people God, still I get, wish. Do people still get shamed on the internet for doing that? They better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, people get shamed for that stuff all the time, I take it. By me. Because um, I'm like, you're struggling with that? Pathetic. Uh, I do have a vague idea. I do want to try out. Ellie said she doesn't think it's going to work, but I'm going to throw it to you guys real quick. I said in my lazy attempt to do a Star Wars costume, I think I should put on one of the helmets and just lift with the helmet on and be like Storm Bro. Like Stormtrooper Bro. I've got a um, shaker that has the Imperial symbol on it. So I'm like, I could totally like make that like a like a Instagram thing. Okay, no takers. Scott, oh, we'll God. talk about this some more. <laughs> oh, God. This Why am I cool. the only person ex- weirdly excited for this? This is unnerving. I, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with this, but there was nothing in here I was, that was shocking. There's because, nothing we, in here okay. I was surprised yes, by. Thrawn's okay. going to be a character that we're going to see in this. If that doesn't happen, they have failed that will me not as a happen. fan. That will not happen because he's off with, with Aladdin. He's off with Aladdin somewhere in the unknown regions. <laughs> no, he's, he's in the Empire at this point. Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, yeah, yeah he would be in the Empire kind of floating around. Why couldn't they, they have a cameo of him to set him up to make sure that everyone knows, <laughs> oh, he was with the Empire? Because that's not what's here right now. Okay, okay, we should, okay. Zanger's upset about something that has nothing to do with this. Things straight. Um, Zanger's mad that he ordered ice cream and didn't get a brownie. He's like, <laughs> I didn't order this and why didn't I get it? Um, no, I guess it, I think that, like, the thing that's the most fascinating for this is how much, like, a, we do not see a blue lightsaber in this. Like, we do not see Obi-Wan Kenobi doing anything. There is no Darth Vader outside of the just obligatory breathing that it's sprinkled in very lightly at the very end. That alone, like, they, again, this is like the Rogue One marketing all over again, where, like, they have an ace up their sleeve, and they're holding it back, which is, like... <sighs> refreshing for Lucasfilm that like they're not blatantly hit us hitting us over the head with it um that like I said that's the interesting thing and like I said you get all these interesting things like yes I will give Chris credit the Inquisitors in live action look very very goofy um I don't know why like everybody has like a squat head like it's just like these weird squat heads where both the Grand Inquisitor and the Fifth Brother had more of like an oval shaped head, and they got people with very round faces. Clearly, like ever since the whole Cad Bane controversy of why isn't he darker blue? I'm not sure, Rob. What do you feel about the skin tone of Cad Bane? Um, what is your opinion on blue shades of alien characters? Um, like that was something the internet was very Star Wars internet was very concerned with. What Chris, like a little over a month ago? I. I, I... I think uh, Chris was nodding for everybody, so thank you. I think I didn't want to interrupt you, Rob, but now I did. That uh, goes with I think your question, Zach, goes into a question that I was going to ask you guys: is like, what am I supposed to know from this trailer? So uh, I'm guessing is Cad Bane swipe your credit card to help Obi Wan Kenobi well, defeat the Empire? Well, of course. Uh, I mean, that's uh, you know that goes without saying. Um, so is Cad Bane? I'm guessing. I remember the blue kind of wrinkly skin guy in the uh, in the trailer. Is uh, am I thinking of the right one? 
Obi-Wan Kenobi? Uh, yes, wrinkly, blue, no, wrinkly skin. No, Cagney has nothing to do with this. Oh, He's, I don't know. I, I, I don't no, know. No, no, I, no. It, was just, it was just the point of we're getting a lot of anime characters being adapted into live action. Oh, okay. And that's kind okay. of what Chris was saying. Like Chris's main thing, because I didn't know the trailer was released until Chris posted it in our group chat. And he's like, the Inquisitors look like dorks. And oh, I'm yes. like, I guess we yes. got a trailer. <laughs> that was that was the only thing that gave it away to me. Unlike Zenger, my, none of my technology blew up on me. So, I, yeah, I okay. I, I think I understand. Okay. I, I think I understand better what you're asking. Um, I... Uh, I think that there's a weird thing, and I, I mean, I think the last time I was on, um, uh, when we, uh, you had me kind of, you know, cold watch part of the um, Boba Fett episode, it we brought up the notion of those speeders that were like those very neon colors, and they seemed out of place in the color palette. Um, I I kind of think, you know, when I watched this 100 seconds of the teaser trailer, that the color palette looked very similar to what we got from like the Mandalorian and Boba Fett, you know, I mean... They're all on, what, Tatooine or Sand Planets or whatever, so the color palette is inherently going to be that that drab, I guess. But it just seems like that's the, the route they're going with, um, with, with these Star Wars TV shows, I guess I'd say. Um, you guys would know better, of course, but that's the feeling I'm getting. And so whenever you have these aliens, these non-human creatures that are supposed to be so wildly colorful that really pop on the screen, whether it be in Clone Wars or Rebels that have, you know, that 3D animation style. I, I think it, it's a conscious choice to tone them down to make them fit in the color palette better. Because I, I would honestly believe if they popped, you know, like they did in the cartoons, that we would be saying the same thing we did about those speeders, where it's like, whoa, this is distracting almost, if that makes some sense. No, you're, you're, you're right. Like, it can't be jarring. But I do think there's more of a middle ground there. Like it doesn't need to be exaggerated, but also too, like we think back to like the, again, the Phantom Menace and you have like the Nemoidians and you have all these characters that are exaggerated. I think there is a way of, and again, I, I it, it feels just, it's a Lucasfilm thing now that everything's on TV. It feels very, again, like TV, like we're cutting corners. We're going to stop putting as many layers on it as we need to. Um, it again, I don't want to say lazy. It just feels like they're deliberately not going as far with it as they could. Like, again, they have the resources. They can do whatever they want. Um, but we also have to wonder too, because I don't think these Inquisitor characters are meant to be the big bad of the show. Like, like I've been reading spoilers for Kenobi. Like pretty much the first episode, the plot of it has been leaked online. And everything I've seen in this trailer seems to corroborate that. And from what everything is being said is that Vader kind of sh doesn't show up until the end of episode three, um, much like the movies. And he becomes the major antagonist in the latter half of this series. And again, much like the marketing tagline from what, two years ago, it's also in all the entertainment weekly coverage. It's rematch of the cent uh, century with Darth Vader. So clearly they're going to give us you and McDonald versus vader in the suit again like we are going to get the well god what was it called the thing i hated from a couple of years ago scene, scene 1138 reimagined oh yeah i remember that yeah i deliberately said that wrong, oh but... yeah man that was actually really good no that is still the problem <laughs> like no we need to flush that down the toilet like please no i'm good <laughs> well that's the thing I, it's funny i've been sitting on this point for a while now because i know like when they first announced this and kathleen kennedy said that the rematch of the century we're all like what are they thinking like what is the like where where is this coming from and we all went back to like 
the moments of Vader and Obi-Wan on the Death Star from, from episode four. And we were trying to kind of like, just kind of parse through everything they said. And we're like, there are some things of like Vader saying you shouldn't have come back. And we were trying to, again, figure it out. But there's an interesting line that Vader says to Luke in Return of the Jedi, which might be the focal point of all this, in that he says to Luke, after like Luke goes through his spiel on Endor with Vader and he's like, come back to the light, blah, blah, blah. And Vader kind of sits there and goes, Obi-Wan once thought as you did. And I'm like, I wonder, I wonder if this is going to be like the thing, like Obi-Wan realizes that Anakin is still alive. Cause I would imagine prior to this, Obi-Wan probably doesn't know. I, right. Are we, are we too, like, much like how Rob asked, like, what are we supposed to glean from this? Like, we all know what Obi-Wan does for 19 years. There's a very specific reason, like, Lucas ends the film with him on Watch Tatooine. Watch kids. Sorry, kid, a kid. kid. <laughs> and kid. <laughs> um, and that's the thing. So, like, there's only so much you can do with Obi-Wan in this time frame. And from the leaks, it seems like, again, do we... Okay, I'm going to let Chris decide, because I think Zenger doesn't care, and Rob certainly doesn't care. Um, how far do we have, do we want to give up, throw up a preliminary spoiler warning? Ever since the rise of Skywalker, I'm, I'm very afraid to talk about things I read on the internet when we inadvertently gave away an entire film, what, four months before it was released? I haven't read this, ep- this first episode leaked information, but if you're, if you're saying most of it appears it to be in this out, trailer. It, it checks out from what I'm seeing. Like it looks, it's, it's from making Star Wars, um, which I find funny because I didn't know that site still existed. And I loved how at the end of the article that describes it, it ends with, I was canceled, feel bad for me. And this is coming from the guy who literally went out of his way years ago to cancel anybody he didn't like. And I'm just like, man, karma's delicious. You know what's so funny about that? Um, yesterday, I also just realized that guy still exists and is posting content because he was like, the Obi-Wan trailer is going to drop tomorrow. <laughs> So fascinating that that's still going, but yeah, I, I didn't read the episode leak. I don't think anything's going to be uh, like, I don't, I don't like, I don't know if you, I guess put a spoiler warning if you're going to talk about it here, and, but it's, uh, nothing, it's nothing revelatory. It kind of just, it lays out the groundwork for how like the series is going to go. So, okay, here we go. Spoiler warning, skip ahead to 10 minutes at least from now um no basically what happens is that palpatine comes back and rise of skywalker dang it palpatine's (laughs) behind it all when you realize palpatine comes back uh, in rise of skywalker like well what does it really matter what happens in these six episodes of obi-wan really you know anyways i know right that sounds like the star wars equivalent of rob being like nothing matters (laughs) it's just like palpatine will come back and just wreck it all um no so basically like the show begins that obi-wan is essentially a recluse like he's living in the desert he has he doesn't even have his little hut yet he like lives in caves like he kind of travels around on the 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 hasbro toy released in 1999 that qui-gon rides and he's looking, he's overlooking like Luke from a distance, much like Fennec Shan and Cad Bane. Luke also wears the exact same outfit his entire life. Um, Perfect. <laughs> he's a video game character. <laughs> exactly. In, until he gets the oven, they give him a yellow jacket for an award ceremony. Um, and then like this Jedi, this Jedi, I don't know if this will be a kid or a, like a Padawan shows up to Tatooine, like is like, Obi-Wan, I saw your beacon. From like that they've done from Revenge of the Sith, Rebels, Jedi Fallen Order. It's like, I saw the beacon. Like, I've come here to help you. Like, I was disillusioned eight years ago. But now, like, we should rebuild the order. 
And that's the thing from the like uh, voiceover from from you and McDonald's beginning of this being like the Jedi are over, they're gone, we lost. And basically, Obi Wan tells this kid like, get lost, like no. And the apparently the Inquisitors, there's they track this new Jedi to Tatooine, and they're looking for them. And that's where this whole like, oh god, the bizarre again, the obligatory Tatooine bizarre sequence happens, where they're looking they're looking for this new Jedi character. And Obi-Wan kind of realizes, like, oh, God, like, they're getting a little too close to me. This is where Uncle of Gonna Bite It shows up. <laughs> and you have all that. While this is all happening, though, um, apparently Princess Leia is kidnapped as a way of drawing out any potential Jedi. Because apparently the Inquisitors have figured out that, like, okay, Bail Organa was a Jedi sympathizer from, for many reasons. And it's like, okay, if we do something to him, maybe we can draw somebody out of the woodwork. So Obi-Wan goes, well, I can't stay on Tatooine because obviously there's too much kind of going on right now. And on top of that, Princess, I need to rescue Princess Leia. So he leaves the planet, but apparently right before he does, he sees that the Inquisitors have caught this Jedi Padawan and like literally have like crucified them like in the middle of like the bazaar. There's one shot you can see of this is like, there's like somebody like slashed over, like on, you see like, I think from like their knees down and apparently they killed this person this this young jedi and that kind of even leads further to obi-wan's just kind of failure all of this and he leaves he goes to the equivalent of i think in the leaks it's it's described as space reno like it's again it's a very kind of seedy version of what canto bite should be and that's where kind of like a lot happens like that's the whole thing where they're trying to lure him out you see some of the sequences with the uh the inquisitor the one that we've never seen before and she's on the um built like rooftop and you see like the neon lettering and you see obi-wan with a blaster trying to like shoot somebody um and that's kind of the groundwork to how this show gets started and that's kind of the extent of the leaks from what it is i think it's the first episode or two um nothing beyond that other than vader doesn't show up until the end of episode three and there's a major major climax that apparently took them like something like six months to shoot in, in the final episode and that's end of spoilers that's as much stuff as i've read yeah, I mean, somebody's going to be annoyed that they listen to that and they're going to be like, that ruined it for me. But I mean, really, there's there's not a whole lot there. Um, it, you know what, though? It makes sense. I think it's a good move. And I hope that that's accurate because like you, you need something on the level of importance of like the other kid getting kidnapped for Obi-Wan to leave. Like it, otherwise, it it's kind of like it has to be it had to be a good reason or. It's just weird and it doesn't seem to fit with his mission from that he got in episode three. So I like that aspect of it. I'm kind of worried about seeing kid Leia like that. That they hopefully they don't make her the She's sassy. She's very uh, sassy from the leaks. Very, very sassy. <laughs> that. Yeah, I don't know. And she's going to be like always the smartest person in the room. Yes. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Oh, a hundred percent. Like you've nailed it, Chris. I guess almost I like her character from Detours. <laughs> of course, we go right back to Detours. <laughs> um, but no, release it, it, hashtag release Detours. Zenger, we have to go through an almost pandemic again where Lucasfilm has no content for two years, <laughs> yeah. so that might so that might happen again. They might consider it again. Um, but no, I, I really, I it's one of those things where I think it's like anything. Like, there's a story here. But it's a very, very specific story that we all kind of know what's going to happen. Um, like, 
have all the Star Wars stuff that you could do. I don't know why we have to go to an Obi-Wan versus Vader rematch. Like, we've already seen that twice. Um, like, I really, really feel like it's just the people liked Rogue One's ending. Give them more of what they want. But, like, doesn't that devalue it? It's like, no, just give them more. Well, I got an idea. Yeah. Have Obi-Wan slaughter a ton of um, stormtroopers. They're not going to do that. That'd be great. Cowards! Cowards. <laughs> but but he can just tell them to go away and they listen to him. So why would he do that? It's just sort of occurring to me. Like So like is, is the idea that the Inquisitors kidnap Leia or the Empire generally? Because... I think it's both. I think it's one of the things where... I think, yeah. I think Leia, even at a young age, is causing problems. Much, and it's gonna be one of those things like just like her mother, she was involved with politics really early on in her life. And I think, please tell me it's gonna be a 50s voiceover narration telling us that we already got that. It's called (laughs) the Clone Wars. We already got that every episode beginning up with like a serialized voiceover. But uh, you know, it's just, it just does seem kind of weird to me that like the Inquisitors are actually terrible. Like they're, they're, they're actually just like not good at their job and they're annoying and they look like goofs in this show. Like they're going to kidnap Leia, them hanging out on Tatooine. Cause it's like, they don't figure out that Luke's there, but they're going to literally be in the same room as Leia and not figure out that it's Vader's kid. They're interacting- Vader's in the room with Leia and can't figure out that it's Vader's kid. <laughs> well, you you don't because George Lucas didn't know that yet when he wrote. The I, scene. Th- I know, but I know, but there, he doesn't. There's no context in the movie that that says he didn't know that. Like, there's nothing in the script that confirms he didn't know that Leia was his kid. So, can we please talk about We're making Return a lot of, of assumptions? Can we please talk about even in Return of the Jedi, Lucas, like not until like editing that film was like, yeah, Luke and Leia. I guess that's not really gonna be a thing. There is still that sequence of them like kissing in the sandstorm. That was a deleted scene. I'm just like, I'm like, he really was like doubling down hard on that until editing. I can only imagine again. That was like, that was like in him and Marshall Lucas's like, oh, good Lord, divorce settlement. Like, please don't make Mark and Carrie kiss anymore, George. (laughs) I like that. I like that. I I hope that was uh, laid out in the divorce proceedings. (laughs) That's the reason why we completely erased her from Star Wars history. You know, if only he had the ability to data mine the stupid audience as much as they do now, you could have had them kissing the whole time because apparently people want terrible things. But um, <laughs> but but you know, I just like the like I just think the Inquisitors are lame. Like I don't I don't know. For the record, they were explicitly made up as a villain in, in a cartoon show from two that was dreamed up in 2012 like early 2013 like everybody forgets rebels was fast-tracked into development it was like again disney just bought star wars they're like okay clone wars is canceled we gotta get rid of those contracts the cartoon network quick and it was like okay we just need something like rebels was like one of the very first if not the first disney star wars product out the door like that first season like it's in retrospect it was solid but at the time it was rough like nobody knew what to make of that show because it was just Again, like everybody, I remember everybody comparing like Wookiees in season one to like Clone Wars. And it's like, man, like they cut a lot of corners. And then eventually like it got more, and then like by the end of season two, it got more and more ambitious. Um, but no, that like the Inquisitor, the Inquis- oh God, the Inquisitors were solely there. It's just like something for the Rebels people to do because they, they, they were afraid, they were told they couldn't really use 
any major Star Wars villain. So like Vader was off the table. That's what right. like Vader showing up at the end of season one was like, whoa, isn't this crazy? Well, I mean, I think now they're using him again just because it's too dir- it's Crunch. too direct and too weird to have him interact a bunch with Vader in this Obi-Wan show. So it's just it's a it's an intermediary nonsensical thing. Galen Merrick hunting down the last few Jedi being directly pointed towards them by Vader was just I don't know. He's it's just far more threatening and good of a character. That one of these guys has a pirate hat like Hondo Onaka, and he looks really stupid. And then the 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 uh, um, the Grand Inquisitor looks just like he's just he he looks like uh, Uncle Fester. Yeah, something like that. He looks like he's got he looks like he's got a bald cap on because he didn't want to shave his head for the role or something. I don't know. Okay. It looks crazy. That's the dude who I thought you were asking me about before. He does look ridiculous in this trailer. Um, is should I know him from somewhere? Has he appeared in, a, in anything I would have seen? Re- Rebels. Okay, so okay, so I. He was in the first that. season of Rebels, and he dies at the end of that. Um, and then he kind of shows up in season two, um, like you know, because that's the thing about the Inquisitor. This is where okay, Rob. Again, this is where Rob being kind of the outsider looking in because we have to look at this too. That like when this show debuts, it's going to drag normies into it the same way that the Mandalorian like dragged normies back into Star Wars. Like, Rob, the whole point of the Inquisitors from Star Wars, and this is where I kind of want to, like, I, I, I bought Rob a copy of Jedi Fallen Order, and then, like, eight months later, I got a text message at, like, 4 a.m. <laughs> being like, Zach, this is a nightmare, like, on every conceivable, like, level possible. Oh, yes. <laughs> and this is the thing about the Inquisitors, Rob, is that the Inquisitors are all Jedi from the from Order 66 that were able to be turned to the dark side. Okay, gotcha. Like, basically, when... when it's never been laid out explicitly. It's all been kind of like explained like after the fact, but these were all Jedi that like during the purge, they were like, kind of like said, Nope, Nope. Like I'm on your side. Um, and they all were kind of adopted if they kind of rescinded their ways. And the, the grand inquisitor was a Jedi temple guard. Okay. And that was his thing. Um, so, and that's why, like, it ties into Jedi Fallen Order in that sense, too, and that they were the major antagonist of that game. So, mm-hmm. like, as much as Chris laughs at them, they are a, I don't want to say pillar, but they are a corner of Star Wars villains of this time period. Sure. Okay. I, I think I'm caught up. I'm, it's coming back. The Jedi Fallen Order thing is coming back to me because isn't there something about the uh, the people you fight or something and they're like, you know, oh, come come work with us, um, main character well, person. Well, that's the thing. So, <laughs> yeah. like, the whole point of the Inquisitors is that, like, okay, they're Jedi hunters. It's the notion of that, like, there are, like, there are still Jedi out there at that survive the purge and their job is to just find them mm-hmm. and weed them out. If they can be turned, go for it. But if they can't, like, okay, they have to die immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why you get, like, in Jedi Fallen Order, you have, oh, God, Trilla, the second sister. Oh, God, the one that's, like, the big brute that, like, every time we see her, like, keeps getting, like, different augmentation. And then you even – the whole point, though, is that, like, if they can't – and this is what happens even in Rebels – is that when they can't handle something, it's like, okay, Vader has to get directly involved now. And that's why Jedi Fallen Order ends the way it does. And that like, okay, the second sister fails. So Vader immediately has to get involved. Yes. Um, to be fair, to be fair, in Jedi Fallen Order, Deborah Wilson is quite powerful. She goes like toe to toe with Vader at the end of it, from what I remember. Well, you know what you mean? Seer, the one that was like kind of like like the, the master to Cal Calrissian? 
Yeah, it's yeah, it is it is Deborah Wilson. It's voiced by and modeled after Deborah Wilson yeah. from Mad TV, and that's all I could see her as. And that's the thing. So like it it works. It checks out in Star Wars continuity. There's really nothing jarring there. Um it but that's the thing though, is that like what is Vader doing in this time period? Because like really Zenger knows like what Lords of the Sith is one of the things Vader's yeah, that doing. happens around this time. Yeah, and like Vader's that happens doing, around this Doctor Afra. Yeah, possible. Oh, God. That's that's the thing. They keep on tweaking the timeline all the time slightly. Because Vader's also doing, doing the whole thing with like Vader Immortal. Like you have the whole thing with like the castle and trying to bring Padme back to life. That's happening during the yep. same time. Yeah, you got that going on too. And also he's <laughs> kind of being, I don't know, Palpatine's up to something during this time, just sitting there, just plotting He's cloning himself. He's just constantly hitting. Yeah. He's constantly just cloning himself when is he? When is he making Snoke? Control V. I mean, con- yeah, Control V, Control V. <laughs> just, put, just put them in the brine. Put them in the brine. This one's good. Yeah, yeah. Chris, you like, okay, so all this being said, like you get the point I'm getting at, right? That it canonically makes sense, sure, but like you're gonna go to the trouble of getting you and McDonald to play Obi Wan again, and 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 get everyone sort of emotionally engaged in that and excited. But like in the context of Obi Wan's story, which is mostly in the saga films, it's really random to have a bunch of these new Jedi hunters like pop out of the woodwork. This is where everything being canon gets weird because. They add stuff for one particular property like Rebels, and now it doesn't make sense if they don't use it oh, here. One of them's dead already. <laughs> one of who? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I just dawned back on me. I'm like, Ahsoka killed one of them, if I remember correctly. That hasn't happened yet. I thought it did by now. Oh, Rebels, Rebels season no, two. No, 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 no. Like right she before. kills one in the in her book. Well, that's possible, yeah. But that's the whole thing about the Inquisitors is that like like Vader and the Emperor don't really care. They're meant as fodder. Like they are there to sit there. They're almost like they're attack dogs, like on the hunt. And like that's that, what they are. They're there to weed weed the Jedi out for like. And if it gets bad enough, then Vader gets involved. And they're so annoying too. Like, who even cares if they get dispatched? Like, <laughs> that's that big, the point. They're, that they're big orange one. Villains. Oh man, that big orange one from Fallen Order. That was unbearable. Yes. Just listening to them talk. Um, but I mean, Trilla was kind of a good character. No, Trilla. No, I like. Like I said, like, I, and this is the thing. Like, Jedi Fallen Order. As much as I crapped on that game from like two plus years ago, when I finally got around to playing it, I still think like Disney era storytelling. It's like a top three because that game actually tried to do something different. It tried. Like even like with what. Marin the night sister and oh god the guy like on the other planet. oh she's my favorite character nightmare night sister Marin was great i have like multiple notes that just say she's fun <laughs> i don't really remember why but i really liked her exactly and like she goes through the entire thing that happened like when grievous wiped them all out during the clone wars um no like fall of the order was solid and you can even and the fun thing too is that there's even like remnants of colin trevorrow episode nine in that game because like tor valum was meant to be i, I haven't played a game in two years but like Tor Valum came from a lot of the stuff that game was laying out. No, Fallen Order, like I guess that's the thing that's kind of interesting about this time period is that like, I want more of the Cal Calrissian stuff. Like I want to see like, okay, he could be operating in this time period. They had not really tied off his story in any way. Um, so I, I doubt we'll, I mean, I'd be shocked if he shows up in this. Um, I don't think they'll do that, but he clearly Ooh, is maybe a, he's, he's the a, Jedi that gets killed. No, it's not him. 
Snyder. I'm with Zenger on this one because that's uh, wishful thinking, I believe. No! <laughs> no! They gotta kill him off and make uh, Marin the main character in the next game. That's what I want. <laughs> oh, dear. But no, like, that's the thing. Like, there's, it's all, like, kind of like what like Chris said. Like, it feels, again, it's like every other Disney Star Wars thing. Like, it's an unnecessary story. Like, do we need to hear this story? They already told it. It's the, it's the oh, God, was it the jonathan jackson miller book i'm probably i think the first name might be wrong um they released a few like oh god right after disney bought star wars the kenobi book um that's the thing most obi-wan kenobi stories in this time period are are gangster stories i even bought this like zenger will appreciate this i bought a uh it's a collection of like some of the obi-wan comics disney era and it's just miscellaneous though but like it's the first well i think it's one of the first appearances of black or Santin. and it's just meant to be Ew. all these little stories. Um, again, Obi-Wan during this time period is not supposed to have any grand adventures. And what they're doing is it's the typical Disney Star Wars thing of we're going to take one or two lines of dialogue from a movie and we're going to make six hours of content out of it. And you're really stretching it thin. Um, I'm not saying it won't be entertaining, but I have a very, very strong feeling this is going to probably be more on the Book of Boba Fett side of things than the Rogue One. There's a reason why especially everybody hates movies right now for some inexplicable reason that it's meant it's more concise. It's more potent as opposed to drawing something out for six hours. It's kind of like, should we have an over under bet on if, if we get a flashback of Obi-Wan being the one that saves big whiskey from the Jedi temple? Like, mm. like, is there like, do we, like, like we all know big whiskey now is the official crutch of Disney star Wars. Like, we are going to get Order 66 flashbacks in this. We kind of know that. I could see this being another crutch for them. They, they need their marketing angle. And as we know, after the Book of Boba Fett, they have no shame in just picking up something else from a completely different show and running with it for two episodes. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get what you're saying. And, uh, well, one, Zach, I want to say people hate movies now because they're way too long and American theaters don't have intermissions. Um, I, I think that's a big problem because you can pause your television shows at home. Um, but, no, I think this goes back to what you guys were just talking about. It makes me think of something you said earlier in this conversation, Zach, that, you know, the normies are going to come out for this. And, and that's kind of how I've seen, um, you know, Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian is where they were like, you know, oh, hey, look at this. It looks, well, Mandalorian was like, this looks like Boba Fett. Don't you want to watch it? And Everybody kind of came out for it and, you know, stuck around because they liked it. This seems to be the same thing where, you know, they're saying, oh, look, remember you and McGregor, the quite possibly what I know is, you know, one of the things that everybody agrees on that they like from the prequels, uh, you know, normies, I guess is what I'm talking about. And so that's going to say, hey, you know, that's going to draw them in. And then they're going to throw in all this other stuff like the Inquisitors, like the other things you guys mentioned and stuff of that nature. I also, I also think a lot of this comes down to the current thing that we have. And again, it's not just Disney, but it's like, why are the Inquisitors here? They're, they're there so people will be forced to go look at Rebels. Yeah, how people yeah. watch Rebels? They need a Disney Plus like, like subscription. So people won't just simply sign up for like the day after the series ends, binge it in a weekend and move on. It's the idea that it's meant to force people to be invested in the other content. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's you put it great there. It's all that synergy. And I, I, I mean, that's that's how I see it, that type of thing. Um, the the master manipulation of Disney, you know, that whole that whole idea of it. But I don't know. I guess it, I really good. Here's the problem. I would think about it. And I think I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Obviously, Big Whiskey is saved by Shock T. <laughs> so <laughs> that she can get killed. Again. So that she can get killed saving him 
once again keeping her title of most dead character in <laughs> cinema history. She's the Kenny of Star Wars. <laughs> Don't worry, in a few years we'll retcon to where she gets killed a different way. <laughs> <laughs> I get behind that. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, Chris, like, what is the best case scenario of the show for you? Blood that... difference. <laughs> no, it's I'm really preoccupied with how they're going to play out his interaction with Vader. I, I don't want it to be one of those things where you really have to imagine it doesn't exist when you watch uh, episode one to six the next time. You know, you know what I mean? You don't. I don't want to have to force it out of my brain because it's so jarring and illogical in that continuity because that's the continuity that matters those six movies in a row and this is and this is it doesn't to disney but that's the one that matters in a historical cultural context stack not not a disney context so in in terms of our growth as a human culture that's the three six parts of this story that matter and this is right in the middle of it and it's got a whole bunch of disney era weirdness to it and the sentence rematch of the century is a horrifying sentence in that context. It is. And there, it's, it's, go- I told you, I remember we did an entire episode, episode on it, like before Chris was even involved, but he was just spectator Chris at that point, not participant Chris. And like, we did an entire episode on it. And I'm like, nothing good's going to come from this scene. Like I'm deliberately butchering it. 1138 reimagined where like, it's just all this weird CGI, like fighting, like interspliced with like, like 1976 footage (laughs) and it's like oh no like they're going to learn the wrong lessons from this going viral they are going to learn the wrong lessons and that's what they did it's also because you have that you have the kenobi novel which is like a whole lot of Tatooine gang and tuscan raider drama which they've already burnt themselves out on so they can't they can't make the kenobi show about that because they've given us three seasons of tuscan raider drama on other shows Real quick, I have to bring this up because Russ will appreciate this. In this, whenever this comic was, again, actually, it's not just one comic. Like, it's a bunch of this random Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, stories from, like, miscellaneous Star Wars comics. In this, there's a point where Obi-Wan is, like, in his first, like, couple years on Tatooine. He's, like, in a marketplace on Tatooine, and he's trying to sell the little black orbs that, like, manifest in the dirt that have, like, water in them. And he's like, no, no, there's water in here. The Tuscans drink them. And I'm like, man, like we laugh at Disney, but they are like, you know what? They are following their own continuity. Like they're consistent in a very specific sense. You know what's cr- crazy about like pointless continuity type Tatooine references that I that I thought of recently? I was, um, you know, this is the kind of things you you when you get into those um youtube recommendation funks where i was watching a, a let's play of the funk? i was wa- i was watching a let's play of the the 1999 phantom menace game which there's all kinds of insane dialogue and random character interactions in that game wait that wait, like, wait power battle no just the actual movie game oh. moss espa in that game is some of the funniest official star wars game that's ever happened just like the the dialogue triggers that happen when they're walking through moss espa in that game are nuts this shows i'm really a fake fan because playing as qui-gon he bumped into some character in moss espa and there was a reference to dung worms which i believe pelimoto feeds uh big whiskey in the book of boba fett and i'm like 
has you're correct has dung worms been a thing in star wars for more than 20 years <laughs> like, is that really <laughs> they're they're actually pulling that out of the archives and using it in a new show i thought that was just something terrible they just made up it was just weird to hear it in a 22 year old game i'm watching the um scene three i mean uh scene 38 reimagined right now oh, and it's got a lot of views exactly that's the problem and, and a lot of the comments rob, are Zach's wrong uh i don't uh, maybe maybe when you guys well, put that on put that on the background okay. rob and just like have it do a zenger have it playing in the background you tell me if this isn't the brainchild for a six-part series that probably cost them 150 million dollars i wish i was the brainchild for this stuff it's but, good so just while rob brings that up i also want to mention you know in the 1999 phantom game oh, God. there's another there's another part where qui-gon what you arbitrarily walks into an apartment that he has no association with and inside is max rebo in a hot tub with two prostitutes and there's <laughs> perfect and there's and there's Best dialogue and there is dialogue that explicitly states that that is the situation okay i was about to ask i was like how do we know they're prostitutes <laughs> hello handsome i have another job right now but maybe we'll get together later we're going to lose our fee if you don't leave. Business seems to be thriving here. That game is wild. Okay, so yeah. so you you I think you just said it, Zach, but this was my other I, I said that I had two things written down about the Kenobi trailer. One was the line I already mentioned. My other was um what does Disney mean by a limited series? And so you said it's gonna be six parts. Is that that's mm-hmm. been released? Yeah. That's official? Okay. Does the limited series mean what it usually means for things where it's like there's not gonna be a season two or anything? Of course it's Disney, so they're gonna pull out whatever the hell they want, you know. Um but is that the plan? Is it for it to be like a like a one shot, like just six episodes? episode arc and they're done yes okay yes okay. it's one of those where it's like nope it's a one-off until it's successful and then here comes exactly exactly okay. i swear book of boba fett was supposed to be a limited series but well it's all limited until it becomes popular mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's there to sit there create like oh man like you better get on board now no it's not a limited series this amazing scene 38 reimagined don't Stop saying that. Every time you say it's amazing, they're going to add another episode onto this limited series. Oh, no. See, see, the best part is most of the comments are Zach Strong. I mean, am I typing them and putting them in right now? Yeah. Zenger has bought a, he bought a click farm or a bot farm to just spam comments <laughs> on this video. Who's the Zach person? Why is he wrong about so much? Zenger, I mean, if I were to expect anything, I would expect the rematch of the century to be at least as good as that YouTube clip. So I'm both, at least I'm excited for you and terrified almost, for me. Almost 40 million views. That's at least more than Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer has at the moment. <laughs> it had a few years. I mean, to get there. Rob, check my math on that. <laughs> <laughs> that 39 million is bigger than 3 million? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Um, that is what we call in mathematics an unsolved problem. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I believe there's a monetary prize if you can figure out which number's bigger. <laughs> um, well, we may never know. Uh, so I, I'm just watching this without the sound on. Uh, but Perfect. You know, it... I, I think it sound doesn't make it any better. Sure, sure. I definitely get what I think what Zach is saying is that there's a jarring nature between the the CGI that's used to reimagine this fight with the intercut of the um the older footage. Um 
I mean, but, you know, as I watch this, and don't get me wrong, I haven't seen episode four in a very long time. Uh, I probably couldn't even tell you when I watched it last, so my memory of the actual fight that's in there is probably lacking. But, you know, this looks to me like something I, I know we've talked about a lot before, whether it be on here or Cinemodities. This looks like the Marvelization of things. It's just flashy things. Colors and fighting and CGI and just everything's going fast. And yeah. uh, I, I personally don't want that. Well, it well then you don't want good cinema. <laughs> Zenger, I love movies where it's just like people sitting and talking for two hours. <laughs> Listen, we all appreciate Quentin Tarantino's work, but at some point you got to have an Inglorious Bastards moment. I, I want to go and exactly like, that just sitting out here and talking to people. <laughs> In a different language. I want exactly. I want to go even farther. I lo- I told Zach about this. I love the movie A Ghost Story. There is a ten minute scene where Kate Mara sits on the floor and eats an entire pie in silence, where while Casey Affleck stares at her in the background with a sheet over his head, and it is wonderful. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Rob, correction, Rooney Mara. Is it Rooney Mara? It is Rooney Mara. Oh, I had Kate Mara on the brain <laughs> for some reason. It should be noted that, like, much like Rob said, like, it's just like this entire scene 38 reimagined thing is just like glowy colors and like, like fast cuts. Yes. And that, like, the only thing about it, the only leak we got of this show, like, of, of this show officially is toys. And it's an Obi Wan Kenobi lightsaber and a Darth Vader lightsaber. And I think Ooh. that tells you all you need to know. Like, that's the only merchandise that's leaked. And not to make this into another toy discussion that's going to go on for 45 minutes. But, like, oh God, the no. fact that it's just two role-playing toys is what's leaked tells you what it is that they're focused on. Like, what they think – not I'm going to rephrase that. Not what they're focused on, but what they think is marketable. Well, I mean, they literally showed a concept art photo of the two of them fighting in the, like, preview interview video from, like, two oh, yeah. years ago. I remember I remember that the concept art. And, oh yeah. So I, again, I, I really, really, I, I don't know what their end game is for this. I really don't. Uh, so there's a shot in, it's a just after the four and a half minute mark in this scene 38 reimagined where Obi-Wan like force pushes Darth Vader and it looks like somebody had like a, a PNG file of Darth Vader and clicked it and dragged it out of screen. Like it is one of the worst effects I've ever seen. Yeah, this is this is not good. This is not good. Well, Rob, it was it was <laughs> it, it was made by a nerd in his basement, most likely. I don't actually know that for a fact. But good I'm for guessing. him. Props, props for him. I'm not saying I could do it better or anything, but I mean, you know, as the uh, as the idiotic critic that I am, this is this is not interesting. <laughs> but guess what, Rob? Well, if you're an executive at Disney, you literally just wrote a, a nine figure check to this. <laughs> Jesus. Could you imagine? You know how they made you know how they made a news story out of the fact that they hired the deep fake guy who didn't even have a real name. He had like an internet name. He was like, that's how that's how much of a deep fake guy he was. He had like a like a made up like street internet name when they hired him. <laughs> like, could you imagine? Like they they make a story out of like we hired the scene 38 guy for the fight in the Obi-Wan show because like obviously our crew is just not they don't have the the imaginative juice that the, these internet nerds hey, have. Hey, 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 everybody who has any sort of like uh, oh god, um potency and imaginations working on the Galactic Star Cruiser. They're all there choreographing the uh, Ray Kylo Ren fight. 
Well, of course, it's in the, it's in the 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 name of their job titles. So so the the love for this scene thirty eight uh, reimagined. Uh, as I'm looking at the comments, and don't get me wrong, I'm well aware everybody that the YouTube comments are a cesspool. Um, but it seems that the love for this, which is overwhelming, most of the comments I'm seeing are you know positive. Um, they come across as people projecting their thoughts and love for this, you know, however, you know, however old movie, 50 year old or, you know, almost 50 year old movie. Um, like this, this comment, for example, from user Spider-Man. Um, I Ooh, love the Spider-Man. I just, it literally, the YouTube name is spider hyphen man. <laughs> so, Does it clarify which Spider-Man? No. Uh, but the, the profile picture is an animated, like a cartoon, like a oh, comic okay. capture. Uh, so, but the comment is, I love how Obi-Wan actually looks like he's fighting for his life and Vader is fighting for revenge. This, there, there's nothing inherently in a vacuum that conveys that in the, what I've seen of this clip so far. That is entirely projecting what you believe that duel is about onto something that's flashier and newer, right? I think the implication is that in the original movie, Obi-Wan does not look terribly bothered by anything that's going on. But I mean, I don't know if I would agree with that assessment, but... But, uh, different Allegheny did not realize at the time <laughs> that this would be screwed. This would be mined for the next 50 plus years for content. Yeah. Do you think he was angry that he couldn't perform this lightsaber duel while sitting on a log? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he enjoyed getting paid 10 times as much to sit on a log two yeah. years later. Talk like, about yeah. talk about a wonderful performance. <laughs> oh, this OK. This one's good. This one's good. This is a good comment. The reason Vader won is because of his robotic legs, which make him taller, thus giving him the high ground. <laughs> yeah a lot of these positive comments are very um like uh like projection i think you know i mean i i i, I can't at least see any comments that you know are giving actual like positive criticism well rob it's hard it's hard to put it's hard to give your actors direction and emotion when the alec guinness fa face in scene 38 reimagined is a PNG that got mapped onto a 3D model. So it's hard to really tell sure. him what, what sort of feelings to project. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But this is something I keep trying to figure out with this show. Is that like, it looks, it looks interesting at least like it's more exciting than anything we ever got from book of Boba Fett marketing. Um, but I don't know if that's because of the music, you and McDonald, or just because it's the idea of getting a character who we've not seen as a focal point in what, 17 years i i think that goes back to what i was saying about the you know the um it you and mcgregor or as you know obi-wan kenobi as as he is in the prequels you know drawing people in and things like that and then it's also interesting to hear that you know there is some knowledge of, of vader showing up because i think this gets to what you were saying chris about this continuity as it's jammed in between um the prequels and the original trilogy is that you know is is that something well of course that you know fan service or the normies want to see the things they know like obi-wan fight vader and stuff like that but is that really what uh, you guys or the diehard fans want to see but I, it kind of seems like no because well I, that's what I, I don't really understand because you know you guys are saying what's well, like oh chris you were like oh, only the movie continuity matters and so why are we jamming new stuff in between them and then so the other side of the coin is if they don't jam in that continuity they're going to throw in the stuff that the normies don't know like the inquisitors but it seems like you're not happy with that either but this also might be the the like the curse of the star wars fan which whoa, i know we talked about whoa. is that they they're going to hate everything <laughs> Whoa, hold on a second. Rob, hold on. Whoa, 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 wait. Did you unlock the, the, the well-kept secret that you can't please Star Wars fans? <laughs> oh, my. 
Okay, we did it. No, no, I didn't. I didn't unlock it here. We statistically proved it from that study, however many years ago that episode was. <laughs> I'm just well, saying it, it is. You have three Star Wars fans and a Rob here right now, <laughs> and none of us are happy. It's hey, with it's, ourselves with each other. Hey, see yourself. I'm content with myself. Hmm? I'm content. I'm not happy, but I'm content. Well, they're you know if they love and using, the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> They love using Vader and Boba Fett so much, but, uh, you know, we're on a fast track to knowing what they were up to at every moment of their entire lives. I think, you know, in the next 10 years or so, we'll, we'll have a good snapshot of, of every six months of Darth Vader's career because it's not a very long career as Darth Vader. So, so it's like you're sort of going to have to establish and they can't help themselves, but do these like minor redesigns and stuff. And, and it's just going to be a, a, a mess of spaghetti at some point. And we can be pleased uh, as, as Star Wars fans. It's just there. It literally you think in going on 50 years, they would have been able to approach it in a way that made sense. But Lucas's role was, with with the prequels was just to put some movies out that we knew where they were headed. Um if Lucas had had gone and made a, a sequels to the original trilogy instead of the prequels, that's an experiment that we'll never know the answer to whether that would have been culturally well received or not. Sure. But because that never happened, and then he sort of passed on the franchise to another handler, there's this desire to sort of use the established media as a crutch. And I and you you know uh, you could say that the the sequels are branching out creatively but they're really heavily reliant on established characters anyway mm-hmm. and i you, there's not there hasn't been a a level like top tier all the money you could imagine attempt at presenting a new story that's far enough away from those movies and this is just another example of that where we know where it's headed it's it's hard to be super dramatically engaged in it because I'm more concerned about them doing something distasteful rather than what the actual narrative is. That's a problem for me. I, I don't know. I like, I could, I, I could do with a movie. It's amazing to me that they find time to do filler nonsense when they only have six hours of content, like the book of Boba Fett. If you would have told me how much dead air there would be in that, in that short of a series, I would have been shocked. They, it should have just been a movie. I, I'm expecting to like some of the, this stuff where Obi-Wan is just slumming around the desert doing nonsense because that's what he should be doing the whole time. I'm kind of worried about the rest. Well, that's the thing. But again, this goes back to like the book of Boba Fett, like dilemma where like the most interesting parts of that show that involved Boba Fett were him like in his little shenanigans in, in like the desert with the Tuscans. Like that was the narr- like the narrative like sweet spot. And the most boring aspect of him of that show was him just wandering around most Espo with a bunch of teenagers (laughs) and that's the thing about this is that like i would again like it's gonna be fun seeing you and mcdonald do his thing and like again him like saying all the classic obi-wan lines um but but like are we again it's gonna be like how much of this is gonna be on his shoulders like i don't think is he gonna be in every single scene like as we all know, it was called the Book of Boba Fett, and Boba Fett was not really the exclusive focus. <laughs> so, like, are we gonna sit there have that? Where are we gonna have moments where the story walks away from Boba Fett, and we are not? I'm sorry, from Obi Wan, and we don't see him. Like, we all again, are we gonna have this new Inquisitor lady? Is she gonna be the focus of it? Like, is she gonna be the antagonistic foil? 
early prediction on her is that she will turn out to be like not so bad after all, because the rest of the Inquisitors have that sort of excessive Emperor Palpatine dark side physical corruption look that she really doesn't have. Yeah. Like those guys yeah. are like they're those guys look like Frankenstein's monster and she looks like a normal human. Even mm-hmm. even Trilla was starting to look a little bit Palpatine ish, even and she was just on the line, really. Right. But she was getting chalky looking and getting the yellow eyes so so i think that there she's either a, a double agent or she's not quite converted yet or it's a situation where the actor is just a pain and it's kind of like um in a uh, christopher Plummer in star trek six where he's like you're not giving me that level 10 klingon makeup give me tone it down a little bit for me i'm not wearing <laughs> that crazy stuff i'm gonna look like mostly a regular dude it might be that situation but i think it's more like she's she's going to come around or have some interaction with Obi-Wan probably where she, where she is. It's revealed that she's not that terrible. Sure. But again, I just, I just don't know how you draw this out for like roughly six hours of content. Like I just, I, like you said, outside of it just being filler. um, And that's the thing. Like it was one thing when rebels was like 22 episodes long and you get a couple of those kind of just like episodes that dragged on. that were just kind of there for no reason other than the tread water. Um, how do you do that for a six episode show? And I think Bo- Book of Boba Fett is proof of that, where it's like literally there's stuff that just doesn't matter happening. And when they ran out of material, they just went to a completely different character for two episodes. Well, w- I hope they spend a solid episode dealing with like Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Peace, just because it's like there's definitely something interesting that you can do to sort of establish um uncle owen's distaste for obi-wan in an interesting way (laughs) like you can have some some uh there's like there's uh, uncle owen says a lot of stuff in in uh episode four that you could read too much into if you were looking to make six episodes about obi-wan that take place before that movie so um even 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 uh even luke talking with obi-wan in his hut filling in some of the nonsense that uh uncle owen had fed him over the years about Anakin being a navigator on a spice freighter and stuff like that. Uh, there's there's room to sort of build the Uncle Owen's perspective on the whole situation because it's qu- it's it's still something like ten years until we get to that point, and that sort of forms Luke's character a little bit. Yeah, so that's well, interesting stuff. That that is interesting. I mean, this is this is what I like to hear the stuff I don't remember at all from the movies, you know. And and that you know, uh, Uncle Soon Dead and Aunt Gonna Bite It is definitely something that doesn't get fleshed out and could get fleshed out. My question for you guys is though, with what they did with Book of Boba Fett, you know, where it turned into um, a backdoor, you know, uh, for Mandalorian season three or whatever it was, you know, um, do you think that every single Star Wars show that comes out on Disney Plus for the future will have episodes just dedicated to the Mandalorian? Like if we get to if we hit episode four of Kenobi, you and McGregor will not be in it, and it will just follow the the Mandalorian. <laughs> but like it'll be a time jump where it just takes place in the timeline of the Mandalorian show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> because he'd be like fourteen at the time of the Obi Wan show. So how the entire show is bookended? It's before a Big Whiskey goes back to Mandalorian. It's Luke reading him Obi Wan's journal. That's that's the framing device mm. for all this. No, I said he finds a holocron, and like that's how it's it's all flashbacks through that Zinger, holocron. Zinger, that episode didn't come out yet, and Zach hasn't heard it. All right. <laughs> oh crap! Wait, we finally did. I mentioned something on an episode Zach was on. That's an unreleased episode. Yeah. Oh no, we've done it. No, he beat the game. All right. Um, 
of Inception. Yeah, you know, but Blanc, I hope Blanc. I hope Obi-Wan didn't save Grogu because Ahsoka, Luke, and Obi-Wan should all be way more interested in what Grogu's up to. They're rather uninterested in, in that whole situation. I think, that- I think they look at like a big whiskey and they're like this this is a, a creature that good lord like by the time it can barely like is barely toilet trained like we'll be dead right <laughs> like like think about that luke okay what the mandalorian is what six years after the events of return of the jedi which means what 25 years later luke is dead so like think about it. what is 25 years after big whiskey when we see him like he can like what at most an adolescent so, like, I would imagine that by the time Big Whiskey is an adult, he's barely cognizant that he knew Luke Skywalker. Oh, that's the guy who took care of me for a weekend? <laughs> like, I'm not saying he should care. I'm saying the Jedi should be more interested in, in uh, what is clearly Yoda's illegitimate son. <laughs> what if what if we get something where it's like a, like, I don't know, like a, like a, he turns into Yoda or something like it's like a, a causality oh, no, no, loop. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not getting time travel. We mean, already uh, have vague enough time travel. We need time. It, Star Wars needs time travel. If anything, it's no, it, a- it has it, and it's and it's confusing and annoying. It needs more of it. It doesn't have to be time travel. It's like it's like uh you know it's like Gandalf when he come gets teleported back because uh, space Lord of the Rings God says he has more work to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, however they have to rationalize it, you know. Ugh. Feels like seal of approval. Uh. <laughs> Nothing says I'm excited for something. Yeah, but I'm saying if Obi Wan knows knew about Grogu, like, like I'd I, I'd bet I'd bet my money on the Jedi's safe return on that on that kid rather than Luke and Leia. That's all I'm saying. Could could we just establish that you know maybe the Jedi were wrong? It's time for the Jedi to end. No, Zenger, you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm Jedi sorry. Good. I'm sorry. Last Jedi was good. Are we just no, going oh to ignore? You are not allowed. Four years later, you are not allowed to say that, Zenger. Get off of here. I, Last I, Jedi, I dad, think Ruin Johnson, evil. I think Book of Boba Fett proved Luke is not a good teacher. <laughs> I think Luke just doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's like he's like an office temp with a bad attitude. He's like an office temp, and and with with drastically different mood swings and facial expressions, or lack thereof. Did you guys talk about that at last episode about the idea that Luke just puts him like in an X wing and tells like basically tells R two get him out of here? Like that's kind of like it's kind of equivalent if you go like to like a like oh god like a car dealership. And like when you first walk in, like, oh wow, like what can we do for you? And then when they tell, like when you say, yeah, I'm not interested, they're like, yeah, okay. Like, car, you're like okay, bye. <laughs> like that's what it felt like. It's like, okay, like it was the idea. Like, then you show you're not interested. It's like, nope, you're done. Yeah, it's cra- it's crazy how uninterested he is. He's like, you know what? I have to supervise the piling up of some rocks. So I'm gonna It was to uh, show he was not upset, <laughs> but he was disappointed. Piling up with some rocks. <laughs> Oh my god, it's funny. Um, okay, I, I think we've kind of uh, tapped out this discussion for at least for Kenobi. Well, we tapped out this discussion when we gave our one sentence review. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, it's gonna be interesting. It's like, okay, do you think? With because again, like what this show is a little over two months away, are we gonna get any Vader in the marketing, or is that gonna be something they hide? 
I think you're going to get a little bit if he shows up in episode three. If he's not just literally a fight in the last episode, you'll get something more in the marketing, I think. Okay. I think they're going to do Rogue One marketing where you just see him turn again. Does he reuse the Rogue One footage? Oh, yeah. I was about to say, no, actually just reuse the Rogue One <laughs> clip, but reverse it and see if anyone notices. Uh, who am I kidding? With Star Wars nerds, of course they'll notice the second it goes up. Yep, yep. The uh, the YouTube mill will start churning immediately. <laughs> are Are you excited for for prosthetic burn victim Hayden Christensen partially wearing a helmet acting all the time? Because <laughs> okay, there's supposedly also going to be Clone Wars flashbacks in this, so we're going to see like you and McDonald and Hayden Christensen like in the like cartoon like attire. Yay! With like the shoulder plates and like the skirts, Chris <laughs> is just like shaking his, like shaking his head hard. It's new toys. <laughs> exactly. It's gonna be. Yep. Where is it? Do I have them up here still? Okay. Okay. Perfect. Like talk about like now. I feel like Chris. I have toys and fingers like tips. It's legit. Wait, I you're, could... gonna, you're gonna get this. This is what oh. you're gonna get, everybody. This is oh, what this. you're going to get. Or or this. Another Not really. Toy I but... gave Zenger. He's got a fat head. He's got a fat head just like the Inquisitor. <laughs> hey, that would save them from having to de-age him. He's <laughs> been wearing a helmet the entire time. Yeah. I think with what you just said, Zach, I mean, you just said there's going to be like Clone Wars flashbacks. This episode's just going to be six episodes of, of potpourri. First episode's going to be uh, Ewan McGregor on Tatooine. Second episode's entirely going to take place in the Clone Wars. Third episode's going to be uh, following the Mandalorian. Like, it's, they, they don't care. They, they're just going to throw everything at the wall, you know? It's like spaghetti. No, no, that's where you're wrong, Rob. It's going to be following the Mandalorian in present day for the Mandalorian, for him, so it's going to be him and Big Whiskey doing something. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I honestly think that they're going to, like, the episode four, because you're talking about Vader showing up as episode three. I'll give you that. Episode four of oh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is going to be following the Mandalorian and Big Whiskey, and it's going to be like Mandalorian season one, episode 3.5. It's going to take place between episode three and episode four of the first season of Mandalorian. They don't care about any of this. They just want to jam in as much as they possibly can. It's funny, I'm I saying I want to throw on tees. I'm throwing it out there now. And if I don't get that, I will be blindly indifferent. <laughs> well, it's actually funny Rob mentions that. But, like, I could see now that, like, it's brought up under that sort of lens, I could very well see, like, an entire episode of this Obi-Wan Kenobi thing being a flashback to the Clone Wars. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. An entire episode devoted to that. And there you go. There's, a, what, a six of your runtime? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or that's, or is that going to be the equivalent of the flashbacks from Book of Boba Fett, where that's half the show is flashbacks to the Clone Wars? Think that why is it a bath to tank? I, <laughs> I, I hope it'd be cost prohibitive for that to be half the show. Jabba's job, he, he he breaks into Jabba's palace to use the 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 bath to tank that's obviously in Jabba's palace. <laughs> What if one of the episodes of the Kenobi show is just like, I'm assuming what they're going to be, you know, 45 minutes long, maybe 30, 30 minutes long, that type of thing. Just a 30 minute scene from one of the original trilogy movies, like unedited, you know, just, they just replay the Jabba's palace scene or something like that. I could see it. I could see Perfect. it. It's literally reshoot attack of the clones just to have the only one Kenobi parts. Oh, God dang it. <laughs> it's just Cypher Diaz. It's every, it's a, it's a smash cut. Every time Cypher Diaz is said, I'm for 30 minutes. 
people might be surprised that we haven't got hotter takes, but like, I don't think you can really glean a ton from this trailer, except it's like, it's two words. It's like, it's like Obi-Wan on Tatooine and the, and Inquisitor's exclamation mark. I, I think it's going to go a ton of places that they haven't even alluded to yet. And that haven't leaked yet. Like space. <laughs> yeah. You might actually get a spaceship in space unlike the book of Boba Fett in this star Wars. Do we so, get excellent? Do we get Trapper Wolf? That's the real question. Do we oh get the Favrilorian? <laughs> Trapper Wolf shows up. He's the one who saves Leia, not Obi-Wan. And Grogu. He also saves Grogu. Can we okay from Shakti as she's dying? <laughs> but Rob, can you please give both Chris and Zenger a re-enlightenment? Who is this? Who is this character? They keep saying I don't know their name. Oh, Big Whiskey. I think that's yes. who I think that's who they're referencing. Yes. Yeah, Big Whiskey. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. It's oh, Big yeah, Whiskey. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I was confused as well. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I, I just want to segue real quick because like, like this could very well be its own discussion. But like Rob, in two sentences, three if you have to. Why is it that you hate Jedi Fallen Order? Like, forget about game mechanics. Like game mechanics, I will concede because like the game mechanics were very, very, very clunky. Yeah. Is there? A- yes, yes, I know, <laughs> Rob. You had to watch a tutorial. Rob had to put YouTube on one day in order to get past a certain part in a, in a level. God. Um, and if if uh, astute listeners, if you want to dive down the rabbit hole of uh, YouTube and looking at you know walkthroughs for collectible collectibles, I have left. Under my own personal YouTube account, so it's not like under um, an inferiority complex or anything like that, or Cinemodities. Very, very what? angry comments about how the people who made those uh, tutorials are idiots, and the <laughs> tutorials are garbage, and they should feel bad about how poorly they put them together. Um, and so, any if anybody finds it, you know, feel free to check it out. Um, so. Uh, on a grand scale, I don't know if the uh, Knights of Vader uh, audience knows this, I have a hate-hate relationship with video games. Um, you ever seen that meme where it looks like a, um, like a, a utopian society, and it'll say something like, the world if blank never existed? I fundamentally believe that, that we would be in a much better place as a species if video games never existed. I won't get into how I, I, why I hate video games with a seething passion, um, uh, this is not to say I don't play video games, though. Uh, I, I think something that the, the K- Knights of Vader KOV audience does know is that I have an incredibly addictive personality. Uh, whenever I do anything, whether it be a video game or anything, I have to do it to completion. Um, I have <laughs> something like, I think I'm at like 80 or 85 Platinums on my Sony PlayStation Network account. Um, if anybody wants to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Jesus. Duel with me, uh, my name is Led Neustadt on the PlayStation Network. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I could run through the list of everything I have, but I won't because I know that that is boring. But I've done it all you know it's like i have and i'm not talking just platinum i'm talking a hundred percent like dlcs and everything like i've done skyrim and the witcher 3 i've spent the time playing through kingdom hearts games multiple times i've done geometry wars 3 which i swear to god was like smoking a pack of cigarettes to the face every time i played it because it's so stressful um i've done the easy things like i have done all of lego star wars the force awakens because the lego games are great because you can't die um the best video game of all time, and maybe this will put it in perspective, the greatest video game ever created is something called Abzu. A-B-Z-U. Hot take coming up for me. It is Aquarium Simulator. All you do is swim around and look at fish, and it is wonderful. You can't die. Oh, There's no challenge. Crap. It's fantastic. Bull. The only reason that that's I'm playing the... Lawnmower Simulator, and that is... <laughs> 
<laughs> you have to impress that game. It's not here to impress you. You are here to impress it. Uh, I do have 100% on Goat Simulator. That's a terrible game. Um, they're all terrible games. What am I saying? Um, I have, I'm number five in the world for the speedrun of right Subnautica. Now? Just so everybody knows that. Number five. Well, I was. I haven't checked in a, in a while. But number five in the world for Subnautica. I've done The Witness, the line puzzle game. I've done it all. Enter the Gungeon. So I'm a bullet hell person. There's no game I won't play, but I hate Every minute I am playing video games. That's very subjective. The greatest video game ever to exist that I would actually love is one where I purchase it, I start it, it unlocks all the trophies, I don't have to do anything. That's all I want. On a philosophical level, I hate video games because I have enough problems in my life that I don't need to pay for more. Um, But... Zach bought me Jedi Fallen Order, as he said, and he was like, Rob, if I buy this for you, will you play it? And I had to fall back on one of our common phrases, I will, but I'm not going to like it, you know, that type of thing. Um, And I did. Zach already mentioned um, I started it on, uh, I I take copious notes, of course, everyone knows. November 17th, 2021, um, I hated it. I, the, the, it crashed, it glitched out, there was stupid stuff where the game was not telling me what I should do. Like, there's some, in the tutorial, it's something like, you know, they want you to block a Stormtrooper's blaster bolt, and I just kept killing Stormtroopers, and I killed, like, 50, and I was like, why can't I progress? And then it was like, you know, it was like, oh, you gotta, you gotta block it, and I was like, I don't, I don't care, game, you know? Um, the, oh, the other thing I should say, I don't play any video game, except Guitar Hero, with the volume on. I despise listening to video games. I listen to my own music. Not music I make, but like music I want to hear. I don't listen to any video game, period. Um, So I was in a bad headspace in November 17th. I was really against video games. Zach mentioned the text where I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever experienced. Um, And that was November 17th. I came back to it on December 13th, so about a month later. And from December 13th until... Let me just get to the bottom of my notes. December 27th, I did everything in the game. So I got my 100% of trophies. Now, on a subjective level, I think I have a problem with this. Like I explained, it's a video game. I was on easy mode. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't trying to challenge myself in the slightest with this. Um, So I had all the things I already said, problems with this video game. I think objectively, and, you know, I want to answer your question more, Zach, but when you say game mechanics, you know, I don't want to talk about, like, I'm not mentioning here the, um, you know, the glitchiness of it, um, the, the crashing, because it, it crashed for sure, don't get me wrong. I'm on PlayStation 4. But I think on an objective level, the biggest problem with Jedi Fallen Order is that the hollow map is god-awful atrocious. And when I was in Endgame trying to get all the collectibles, because also there's a problem that, you know, the collectibles are all aesthetic, and I couldn't care less what color my lightsaber is or what my tunic looks like. Um, so when I was trying to get these collectibles, I spent so much time trying to figure out how to get from one area to the other, and I swear I wanted to break my PlayStation when I would find these stupid elevators on, like, Kashyyyk or something, and it would say, you cannot activate the elevator from this side. And I was like, game, you are manufacturing time that I'm spending on this. Like, I think that's my biggest problem with the game, you know. Mechanics aside, it manufactures length of play by making you walk through these maps. Because there's no fast travel, which I'm sure everybody who's played it knows. If this game just had fast travel or let you use the elevators like real-world elevators, this game would have been probably 30 hours shorter. I didn't... 
I don't think I wrote down my total playtime or anything. No, it looks like I didn't. But it would make it so much more fluid. I spent so much time trying to figure out how to get to, like, one area to pick up some stupid collectible that I needed for the trophy or to get my stupid droid to scan something. And that's why I had to go to YouTube videos because I was, like, stumped. Like, I was literally running into walls. And I had to go to these YouTube videos and the idiots in the YouTube videos wouldn't show how to get from one area to the next. And I'm like, that's the only thing anybody needs to find these collectibles. So my big problem with the game is that they manufactured how long it is. There's not real content. They fluffed it up. They... they you know, basically pumped air into it to make it longer than it actually is. I think I understand your problem, Rob. That was definitely more than three sentences. I don't know. I think well, that was. I think that was like the start of the Gettysburg Address. It was one big <laughs> sentence. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I was listening to that and I realized. I'm thinking back to my experience. I believe I played it on the hardest available difficulty on the Xbox One. Okay. And and I. And I, you know, I'm like, I don't remember being remotely frustrated by anything. I remember being slightly let down by the story. But then I realized I wasn't hunting for every single collectible in a in a compulsive fashion. So I, I and, and in fact, when the game invited me to carry on playing after I finished the main story, I don't believe I've ever fired it up again since. OK, so, you know, if, if you want to have a you, you really just got to uncouple that necessity to get the hundred percent man because like you all it's almost like an enjoyable film if you do that so i i will say i already mentioned i don't um play uh you keep moving your your cow figure closer to the camera zach and it just never got into focus for some reason <laughs> which is very strange that even it was, <laughs> it was fully in frame it was just not in focus and there's nothing else there um so the audience is at home i have my cow cow figure on my desk yes just- Yes. Um, but but yeah, so I, I already said I don't play video games with, you know, the sound on. But I mean, it's not like I didn't pay attention to the story since Zach, you know, bought this for me and said, you know, oh, would you play through it? And we would talk about it. I did pay attention to the story because I will say another thing I do with video games since I play them just to get all the trophies. And I am not denying that that is the only goal I have when I play video games. The first thing I need to find when I start a video game is how to skip cutscenes. I, I have 100% on The Witcher 3 and all the DLC, and I skipped every damn cutscene in that game. And I have no idea what choices I made. I don't care. I just knew which trophies I needed to do certain things to get. I did pay attention to the story. I have some issues with some of the story. I think the ending of Jedi Fallen Order is very strange. It's very blunt. Um, I don't know if we're in spoiler territory. Um but that kind of final scene Spoiler for a game that came out two and a half yeah, years ago. But that final scene when Cal just like lightsabers the cube or the map to the other Jedi kids or whatever, and he's just like, ha ha! And then it just cuts to credits. I'm like, oh, so I did nothing this game? Like I found no, no conceivable thing other than I can make my lightsaber pink, you know, and that, that type of thing. Um, but I did, uh, on, on the level of, you know, a story, I think that I kind of have to agree with you, Zach, you know, the Night Sister thing, some of the stuff that happened that I remember, you know, I have some notes on and stuff, I did enjoy watching or reading, you know, the cutscenes and stuff like that with the subtitles. So I will give it that. But, you know, I, I think once I was done with that, trying to, you know, navigate these these maps and things like that, that's where it really, really started to grate on me, of course. And um, who is the dude? I think he's the shirtless dude. What's his name? Like, 
Terrence Malance Terrence or Terrence Malick. Terrence Malick. Yes, you fight Terrence Malick. That that was pretty cool. Like I remember that liking that little bit of the storyline and stuff like that. Um, I mean, it it had the emotional beats and stuff like that. What Deborah Wilson's character had failed one of the Inquisitors or something like that yeah. along those lines. Yeah, the second sister. Yeah, yeah. Um, I there was um, th- there was a, a lot of stuff that what the the pilot of the ship. Whatever his name was, he's voiced by Daniel Roebuck. That's how I knew him. He's Arnst from Lost, for everybody who likes that reference. Um, he, like, some of the stuff that he would drop, like, he mentioned something about Yaddle at one point, and I only know about Yaddle from you guys, and I was like, oh, that's, that's a thing, you know? Um, and so some of that was fun, but as a game, it was not fun. Like, the, the traversing the landscape that it put forward was such a struggle that it, it bothered me to no end. I still think Fallen Order is probably one of the best Star Wars stories of the Disney era. Like that's, that's not that. even that's not even a remotely controversial statement, Zach. Like I know it's, it's not. It clear, clearly, it is. might be relative to Rob, though. It might be relative <laughs> to Rob. I don't think Rob cares. Though. I think Rob did not analyze that game at all on the level that I did. De- no, def- definitely not. Um, I, I mean, also in terms of not just well, yeah, kind of the hollow map. I mean, it being a nightmare to traverse because also. Whoever had the idea to make him all, like, you can see all the levels. Like, there were so many times I'd bring up the map, and I was like, I didn't know which level I was on, and, like, going up and down would, like, skip. It was so difficult to control and figure out where I was. But then certain things are color-coded, right? You know, like, um, oh, this this is, uh, they had, like, um, an orange color for an unexplored area, or there was, like, a green uh, color for, like, a door you can interact with. Most of the time, I found that the colors of things on the, on the hollow map were not what you could actually do with those things. Like, I'd run up to a door at a certain point, and on the hollow map, it'd be green, and, the, like, the legend would say, like, oh, this means you can interact with it, and I just could not interact with it. And I was like, okay, I guess this isn't what I'm supposed to do, or something like that. And it was, I mean, that's, I know you weren't get, trying to get too much on the mechanics, Zach, but it was so buggy, it was so glitchy, it was so, like, you know, just just a nightmare, where I feel like it was, once again purposefully almost it felt that it happened so much that they were just trying to make it difficult for me to like play through the game i don't disagree with that at all okay. the gameplay left a lot to be desired yeah. um it, again it felt like the force unleashed watered down um do not disagree with that at all um but oh again, my god story I, man i just found this in the no- in my notes that I, this this is coming back to me i was irate when I would find something that your droid can scan and I'd hit the scan button and a little message would pop up and say like, BD is busy. And I'd be like, what is it busy with? It's only purpose is to scan this stupid stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, that drove me crazy. <laughs> um, I did like though that you can kill droids. Like I lightsabered a bunch of random droids as i played whoa, through the game whoa, 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 whoa. i did say kill i did you say can... kill i know zenger i know okay, i'm just good. trying to i'm trying to just keep this going <laughs> okay <laughs> try not um, to fall into too to? many ditches <laughs> oh my god 
please comment down below um, if, if you disagree with Rob's uh, use of the term kill robots. <laughs> well, you know, they there was a lot of talk about um, the fact that they did not allow lightsaber dismemberment of humans in that game. But, you know, droids are fair game. You can slice those dudes right in half and they'll be in two glowing pieces on the ground. So that's very that's tolerable by society. Very into that. I just wish I got, like, experience for it or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Rob wanted the trophy. Um, all right. Yeah. Like I said, there, again, at some point, I still, two years later, promising a Jedi Fallen Order episode of the podcast. Um, Maybe we'll do it when I finally beat it. You never beat the game? <laughs> nope. Zanger, what are you doing with uh, that? 2.7 hours played on PC. Zanger. <laughs> Maybe do that instead of playing the Old Republic for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah because i'll make a huge difference <laughs> i don't know i think i i think i i like i don't i just played the main story stuff as fast as possible on the hardest difficulty i don't imagine it took more than six hours it's, it's something reasonable i'm sure i just uh, need to do it i i do have a note uh, from the from the first day I really played the game, so after uh, after I had my little hissy fit with Zach in video games when I came back to it, um, I do have a note where I just wrote, that's a lady stormtrooper. I know because of the breasts. <laughs> so I'm what? imagining there was a stormtrooper that had like a breastplate or something. I'm guessing that is just the second sister you're talking about, guys. There are no lady stormtroopers. It probably in could the, be. I in just, the Empire era. I just wrote lady stormtrooper. Incorrect. <laughs> Um, well, oh, I, I did like the during Thrawn novel. If I'm no second Thrawn novel, um, which there are second Stormtroopers. Which second Thrawn novel, Zanger? You mean uh, OG? Not Thrawn the sentence crap. Se- second Thrawn trilogy or third Thrawn trilogy? I can't even say anymore. the second Thrawn trilogy that's actually canon. There are female Stormtroopers. Also, weren't there female Stormtroopers in that Bud Batch, Bad Batch? Uh, that that one show about the, the, the clones that didn't look anything like the thing they were cloned from. Maybe. We still talk about that? It's still a thing, the bad bat? The ill bun? Sure. Uh, there's supposed to be a sequel. Zanger is technically correct. <laughs> the best type of crap. <laughs> Dang straight. I forced it out of my mind, that whole show. But it, it's the they're wearing the, the gray clone armor, but I guess they're stormtroopers. Uh, they're commandos? Ah, okay, here we yeah, go. Yeah, whatever um the whatever you know that you know that one clone who's a sniper and his name is basically Sniper. I forget his actual name. <laughs> but uh yeah, but he's got his his crew, his crew is Oh, uh, the oh, the elite yeah, stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you're talking about. Like the, the proto death trooper. Okay, okay yeah, so yeah, there yeah. there's a moment in uh <laughs> I have this in my notes. Is this coming back? As I read through my notes, this is coming back to me. And I made these notes like as I was playing it. Um, you're you are like controlling one of the walkers. I don't I don't have yeah. written down what yeah, it yeah. is. And Kashyyyk, yeah. And Forrest Whitaker like pops up in your in your field of vision and says yeah. something to you. And I have it written down that it is the goofiest thing. And I remember it. It's coming back to me where he's like, you know, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this or something stupid, like very video gamey. It just came across as so goofy. Well, you know, it's basically like Donkey Kong. Like you're you realize you're on a like 50 foot platform and Forrest Whitaker like sticks his head in the window on yeah, top of it. Yeah. It's really quite outlandish if you think about it. <laughs> Hey! Who are you? Someone who just brought Nat out to the table. 
Who are you? Someone making the Empire angry. We're advancing on an imp landing pad up ahead. I wouldn't mind fire support. Copy that. Let's make him even angrier. He could have just called any... you. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, all right. Is there anything else you want to discuss right now? Or actually, okay, Rob, real quick, because again, I can't this episode's already going on two hours. Um, real quick, Rob, I can you explain to the Knights of Vader audience? I'm kind of regretting this as I'm saying it. Rob, can you, in the most uh, condensed, simplified way possible, explain to the audience at home what I tasked you with like nine months ago regarding a very specific oh, God, project? Dang it. Okay, so everybody, everybody <laughs> imagine if you had a finite set of numbers and you projected that onto the Cartesian plane of vertices to form a polygon and then took the area of that polygon to create an aggregate score. Is everybody with okay, me so on. far? Hold on. <laughs> I want to stop real quick because I, I want to make sure legally we have clarified when you fall asleep listening, please stop your vehicle. Pull over to the side <laughs> of the road for the rest of this conversation. I do not want to be liable for everybody wrecking their cars. Or just just sit down. Don't do anything because you will fall asleep. Rob, continue. <laughs> Legally, we're fine now. Okay. Um, no, that is uh, – what I just said is a little uh, – a little um, maybe – uh, tease. <laughs> nice. That was. I like that thing. That was good. Uh, a little tease for when we actually focus on it. But no. So many many moons ago, Zach asked me or uh, had the idea for. Um, well, what if we did an episode of Knights of Vader where we had a way where you know we have the group of us as as many of us uh, usual Knights of Vader people we have people we we get to uh, rank lightsaber duels. And I was like, oh, that's a really neat idea. And he and Zach, I think you said something along the lines of, you know, oh, would be there would there be like an interesting way to do this where we're not just saying like, oh, I really like that one. And I kind of like that one or something, you know, more of a, a quantitative approach. And uh, once I uh, thought about it and sat down, I, I mean, I love the idea. I love the idea of, you know, actually ranking lightsaber duels and, you know, having some metric for it. Um, and once I sat down and actually thought about it, you know, I, I came up with it's not like I invented this or anything. That's what I'm saying. It's a it's a pretty common method for like, you know, having a rubric and coming up with an aggregate score. But I, I, I basically wrote this down. Um, I believe Chris has actually seen the uh, the pages that I have used to uh, work out this this algorithm. I was in abject disbelief when I first saw them. <laughs> they looked like prop pages out of the Necronomicon. It was insane. <laughs> Um, and they're all, uh, whenever we get to this episode, I'll have to like post in the Knights of Vader Facebook group and, uh, they're all, they're all fairly basic. Um, but anyway, so I, once this happened, you know, I, so on my end, I figured out this way that basically what I, the idea is that, you know, we're going to have like, let's take a lightsaber duel. Like we've been talking about, let's take the Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader from episode four. We'd all go around the room. We'd give, like, scores, basically, you know, in certain categories, so it'd be a set of numbers, and I'm going to be able to take those and create an aggregate score, and that way we can actually rank them and say, like, oh, you know, Zenger ended up giving this one, um, I'm probably going to scale it out of 100, which, because I think that makes most sense, but it's like, oh, this one comes out to an 80 for Zenger, but only a 60 for Zach, and we're going to be actually get to be able to compare them. But the thing that I have no knowledge of is, well, what are the categories of the rubric? You know, the, the idea of, it's like, well, what goes in to a good lightsaber duel for 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 you guys, for the Star Wars fans. 
And that's what I'm kind of this conversation. Kind of <laughs> Zenger, I'll send you the math. Don't worry. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> but you know, so I, I came up with some ideas, and then Zach came back with me some more ideas, and um, I think now, you know, before we actually get to this episode, that there's going to have to be some discussion, whether it be on mic or off, uh, talking about it's like, well, what goes into a good lightsaber duel? I don't know if you want to get into any of the ideas we had, Zach, but I, I think that's the general gist of it. Uh, yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, the most elaborate way of saying uh we're going to rank lightsaber duels <laughs> um it's so funny like when i first pitched this to rob like i, I knew he was gonna take the ball and run with it but he kind of did it like in a way that even i couldn't fathom or fir- firmly grasp um but no so like rob has a very very complex way of uh oh god crunching numbers on this Okay, um, it's not no. it's not that complex. If we keep it at four categories, what I'm calculating is the area of two triangles and adding them together. <laughs> if we go to higher <laughs> categories, just not just daggers like. If we go more than four categories, then it's going to have to involve some calculus. But that's also pretty basic. Zenger, oh, Zenger is. <laughs> I might have to screenshot this. Zenger's face was wonder. Oh, now he's smiling, and we missed it. We missed it. It was pure disdain. Oh, no, don't worry. If you start explaining this again, we'll go right back to me just being like. <laughs> oh, oh host, host has disabled participant screen sharing. I was going to show Zenger the uh, the math right now. <laughs> Listen, listen, I'm throwing this out there. Oh. I love geometry because it's math that makes sense. It's something I can physically make. The crap you're about to do is so hypothetical. I hate it. I hate it to no end. I'm on board for it. Oh, what the okay, shit? Okay, can you see it? Did it work? <laughs> Zoom, Zoom, literally, I said that. I was like, oh, I can't share my screen. And Chris, and like the notification, I saw Chris move his hand and the notification popped up. It said, you are the host now. Like Chris did the Captain Phillips thing to me. He was like, look at me. You are the host now, you know? Okay, okay hold on. <laughs> Rob, have you ever played Pokemon? Uh, the card game or the video game? Uh, well, video what does game. it matter? Yes to both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I'm looking at this and I'm like, He's now explained to me how he has a perfectly, like, EV-trained oh, yeah. Charmander that he's bred out That's of a thousand, a good and point. he's going to show me the math to that now. That is what that, the, the pentagon, pentagram looks, pentagon looks like. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, look at this. I mean, look, I'm doing areas of shapes. This is geometry. <laughs> Oh, yeah, look at that. Look at that beautiful stuff. But that's all worked out, so it's good fun. So it's all, it's all, the, it's all the categories. That's, it's, all the, uh, it's all the qualitative stuff that I don't know. We're having fun here. <laughs> <laughs> having something here, all right. Um, so, okay, the point being is that after that, um, if you're still here, God bless you, um, is that we're going to be ranking lightsaber duels. I have a bunch of criteria. Um, Rob is very insistent on four. I want probably at least double that. Okay. Um, it's it's going to be a problem, at least uh, <laughs> momentarily. So my question is to you, the listener, who has survived this discussion for two hours now, all through the Jedi Order rant, um, the Rob is Rob has an epiphany in real time. Eight might be uh, also really easy. <laughs> eight might actually not involve calculus. Okay, I'll work that out. If we do eight, that might work. Oh, God. Okay, the okay. point being I is... I should generalize that, like, Rob- this for N categories. <laughs> Good job, Rob. Um, the point being is that because when Rob like did this, he's like, well, I hope we're just going to be doing the movies, right? And I'm like, no, Rob. We're going to be doing specific episodes yeah. of The Clone Wars, Rebels... 
Um, like we could technically even do one with uh, the the Mandalorian between Mandalorian and uh, what's his name, Moff Gideon. And so, basically, to, as a call to action to the listeners at home, please, if you have any obscure lightsaber duel or just any fight, I would say that like would technically be like a one v one with like swords or something. Like technically, it could be oh god, Darth Maul and Savage Opress versus the Emperor. It could be, oh God, oh God, there's Ahsoka stuff. There's all this stuff in here. So if you have any ideas for an obscure lightsaber duel, heck, even bringing it back to Rebels and the Inquisitors. If you have any ideas for something that's not as like blatant of, I like it when when Luke and Vader fight <laughs> in the original trilogy. Um, yeah, like share it, whether it be the Facebook group, whether it be Instagram, uh, pass it our way. If it's obscure and you don't think it would just obviously like, blip on our radars, heck, it could even be one of the infinite number of Anakin, Obi-Wan versus Dooku fights from the Clone Wars. If it captures your imagination, you want to get, if you want to die on that hill, by all means, um, we will sit there, put it in there. Um, right on. As always, put the season and episode numbers. We know exactly what it is that we're looking for. I'm pretty sure all of us have some access to Disney Plus, so it wouldn't be hard to access any of this. Um, and as Rob and I discussed earlier, if you can somehow find a lightsaber duel from the holiday special, yes. um, bonus points. Like that is a whammy <laughs> round. If you can somehow make that fit the rubric, you will be all of our heroes, except for maybe Zanger. Yeah. I actually guaranteed not. Well, what we could all what we can do is we can put like a poll in the Facebook group too, where you can add responses. So at least it'll all be in one place if sure. anyone in there wants to shoot in a recommendation. Unless your mom doesn't let you go on Facebook, ask your parents' permission before joining Knights of Vader. Detours. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know if you want to go this. Far. Oh, yeah, there you go, Zang. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go this far, Zach. But I, I am interested in what the fans think would make a good lightsaber duel you know i mean the the categories of the rubric as i've been thinking of them you know i thought of choreography that was like the first one that came to mind is like how cool does it look or something like that i know zach you said kind of along those lines when we talked about it off mic originality or fulfilling how fulfilling is the fight and things like that but i mean that this is the stuff like what the duels are and what goes into it those are the things i really have no idea yeah, even uh, video games. I would say if you oh, even sure. from The Force Unleashed, any of the video games, um, if you say what? Scene 38 Reimagined, um, you will be immediately <laughs> perma-banned. So, um... Hey, this is my last episode of the podcast, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, video games, um, anything. Like if it's in visual media, like I, I would say like a book, we really couldn't do justice because we wouldn't really know how to grade it. Um, but yeah, because I imagine With our getting... imagination. <laughs> but yeah, anything like that, like we're open to anything. If you can like provide evidence to it, and you have a, a credible argument, then yeah, go for it. Really, uh, sky's the limit. Yeah, and so the so so the first duel on the Facebook poll will be Kyle Katarn versus Jarek in the Valley of the Jedi because video games are on the table. All right, um, <laughs> so uh, we're, we're, uh, I think that is. Uh, probably um pushing the limits of zenger's sanity based on his visual yep. appearance right now so sure. uh is, yep. <laughs> like, is there anything I, else you, yep. you wanted to add in oh here man i gotta be up, up in like four hours i do have yeah. one question for you guys i have one question that i've been dying to ask for a while which of the following species has a chitinous exoskeleton is it the utai the polis masons polis masons the Mustafarians or the Wookies? I've been dying to know the answer. 
because my book doesn't yeah. talk to me. <laughs> it's gonna be it's it's gonna be the Mustafarians probably. Ooh, it's a chitinist. Chitinist. Oh, it's chitinist. Okay. No, wait. What's the second one, Rob? What's the second choice? Uh, B was Polis Massons. I'm voting for that. Okay. But that's a but that's an asteroid. Does it even have native aliens? Jesus, <laughs> you really argue this on like, oh God, like, okay, okay, why don't we let Rob tell us the answer, then we'll argue if, if, if it's actually a native, like, place that can have life. No, because chit- chitinous is referring to something underwater. Rob, what's the goddamn answer? Chitinous is like the exoskeleton of insects, Zanger. <laughs> I mean, crabs, I think, are technically chitinous. Um, it's Mustafarians, man. I, I also feel bad. I've also, I also feel bad, Zanger, because the only other person I've heard say the word chitinous was one of my high school teachers who said chitinous. Remember Miss Angel, my chemistry teacher, Zach? Oh, God. She said chitinous. <laughs> so um, she sucked anyway. Uh, the answer, according to the book, is C, Mustafarians. Yeah, Chris was right. As soon as you said, like, insect-like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to be Mustafarians, yeah. Chris, why are you going to argue the fact that Polis Massa isn't really even, isn't even really, like, like an indigenous, like, location? Like, where because, people live? well, how was the question phrased? It was, it was something about, like, the planet that that species is from, right? Um, so, like, yeah, you know, it was, right, mo- it was well-motivated. Please. Yeah. I don't even have to get up for work tomorrow, and I want this episode then. Well, but I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to know, what is a Gintho? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't say that on the media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'm taking the reins back. So conclude this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out the Facebook group and you will find us there waiting for you. Uh, Instagram at KOV Podcast. Send Chris Porteous all your Star Wars musings. If you like what you hear, this is something that I've been waiting for for a while. Um, apparently, I just discovered, and I think Rob, I think we all did, that you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. Oh, yeah. So if you listen to the podcast on Spotify, please, oh, please give us a five out of five. We would certainly appreciate it if you enjoy listening. Um, yeah, it's a new thing that Spotify has been doing, I think. So, yeah, it's not just Apple anymore. The more stars we get on Spotify, the more to recommend us. So if you do, please, please give us a five-star rating on Spotify. Thank you to Insert Joke About Rob's Band here for providing our theme song. You're welcome. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. If you want to hear more of me occasionally, but definitely more of Rob, check out the Cinemalities podcast, where I think our next episode, what, Rob, will be the Men in Black 1 and 3? I have no idea when this discussion is coming out, (laughs) uh, but if it is any time in March, um, just know that if you head on over, you will be hearing us talk about time travel movies, and I think um, that works out well because nobody knows what time travel movie is coming up next because we live in the turnstiles um, and the box from Primer now. Uh, So, But check it out. It's good fun. If this comes out in April, we're doing uh, weird movies that uh, people wouldn't expect us to be covering. I think that's the best way to say it. <laughs> All righty. Um, okay, the Porteous with the Mortius. When you are not editing this nonsense, what are you up to? Uh, you could follow me at the Chris Porteous on Instagram, where I'm up to a pace of posting a new picture quarterly. So that's always fun and amusing <laughs> over there. And Zenger, when you're not contemplating every life choice that led you to this moment, what can you be found doing? Um, well, you can find Zenger this wherever I, I, yeah, podcast, find it somewhere. <laughs> but you should follow Meta Cricket on Twitter. 
M E T A underscore C R I C K E T Meta Cricket. It's a uh, cricket that reviews video games. It says whether they're good or not. What do you think of Jedi Fallen Order? Uh, they haven't listed that one yet. <laughs> oh. I thought but, that was going to be the big as, reveal. <laughs> as of this recording, today's game was Donkey Kong 64 is not good. <laughs> That's got to make somebody mad, right? <laughs> yeah, somebody somewhere. Yeah, he's, but, worked um, his, he's worked his way up to 97. He's putting in the hours. Well, their their first post because this is a very new, um, very very new Twitter. Only six posts and over five thousand followers. So I'm trying to help them out here. Um, their first <laughs> post was Elden Ring is good, even with well, the uh, drop frames that everybody everybody experiences. Still good yeah, with sure, that. Hmm? You can't play it. Hmm? Still good though. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> so Rob, you know what? No, I'm not going to take the bait. End the episode, Zach. <laughs> good night, but not goodbye. And as always, may the force be with you. Oh,